Hi, my name is Jamie, and I am a depressed optimist. After years of having a bad attitude, I decided that I wanted to at least try and change that. While I don't have it all figured out, this is an opportunity to come along with me as I make my way. On this podcast, I'll get a little personal, a little emotional, and a little analytical so that I can have hope, get shit done, and find happiness. Because today is as good as any other. Hi, everybody. So I know that this is a little bit of a different type of episode. The last episode I put out, I was very cautious about avoiding content to do with COVID-19 because I felt like that's what I needed and that's what a lot of other people needed was to be consuming content that didn't have to do directly with the state of the world as we currently saw it. But I'm going to take a little bit of a sharp left for this episode because I think that there's a lot of conversation going on about education and about educating your kids, educating your kids at home in today's climate when sometimes the only option to educate kids is to homeschool and otherwise they aren't getting an education or perhaps they're getting an education that's severely lacking in certain areas. I want to preface a lot of the information here with the fact that I myself am not a teacher or an educator. I don't have any professional qualifications to be giving people advice or information about their specific situations, but What I do have is an interest and a knowledge in the education system from the perspective of a student, and I guess what you would probably just call an enthusiastic novice, because that's exactly what I am. I'm very interested in education. I did do an episode already on the educational system about the school system, and now I think I'm sort of transitioning here with the way that the world is, and doing an episode about homeschooling. I have actually spoken to a couple of teachers and educators, people who do have qualifications in this field of work, to talk about options, ideas, and advice having to do with what it means to homeschool your kids and how to make that transition as smoothly as possible and to give your kids the biggest benefit that you possibly can. And I also understand that maybe these solutions aren't going to work for everybody's situation because everyone is different. We all have really different things going on right now. There are a lot of parents who are completely out of work, who have time to focus on their kids. Um, There are some parents who might be essential workers who are now away from their kids all day and their kids are home. And there are also parents who are working from home who are completely occupied, but their kids might not understand that disconnect yet, that they can't bother their parents or they can't be constantly interacting with their parents because they're still engaging in a normal work day. And as I've noticed, even in my own local area and people that I know, is that There are definitely different levels of what kind of education kids have access to right now. There are schools that I know of where they have sent all their kids home below ninth grade with no curriculum for the rest of the year and said schools out. There are also a lot of schools where they're expecting kids to be online all day staring at a screen in order to engage in a regular level of homework and schoolwork. And in my opinion, and also in the opinion of a lot of the people that I've talked to, all of these situations, regardless of how much the school system has remained involved in your kid's education, 
warrant parents to be involved and have at least a little bit more of a hands-on place in their kids' education. Because even if you have kids that are interacting with their teachers still on a fairly regular basis, this is going to essentially mean that on a certain level, you are homeschooling your kids now because the kids are going to school at home. That's sort of the definition of homeschooling. I think one of the things to start off with is there is no expectation that anybody is going to be perfect here in this situation. There's no perfect. There is no normal. This is a totally unprecedented place that our society has gone. And there's no qualification for every parent to become a teacher. The reason why we have teachers and schools and why people go to school for so many years in order to be qualified to teach your kids is because it takes a lot of knowledge, practice, and expertise. So to expect yourself as a parent who probably has expertise in whatever job it is that you do to turn into a teacher overnight is totally unrealistic and no matter how enthusiastic you are and involved you are there are probably going to be areas that you're uncertain about and that's totally okay because there's no way to be perfect and when the fact that your kids are sent home from school makes you feel a little bit overwhelmed like hey maybe they're not getting the kind of education that they need I'm just gonna be here to say that any education is better than no education because there are definitely kids out there who, because of this situation, are probably not going to be going to school at all in any way. So the fact that you're trying is already putting them ahead and you deserve a pat on the back for that. So one of the very first points that I think is kind of universal to address but also really important that I didn't know until I heard it echoed in a lot of professionals, both homeschooling parents that do this on a regular basis and teachers and educators that I've spoken to about this idea is the fact that timing is really different when you are educating your kids at home for a number of reasons, regardless of the format that they're engaging in. I remember when this first started happening and kids were getting sent home from school that I was seeing a lot of parents and maybe parents who were a little bit misguided posting on Facebook and other social media platforms about a schedule that they had laid out for their kids to mimic the schedule of a regular school day. Um, basically, I guess, from what their perspective of a regular school day was. Now, the thing is, is that I would see these schedules that were packed full of academics from morning to essentially when the normal school day would let out. From early when they would wake up, it would be like math, reading, whatever it is, all day with a break for maybe lunch or outside time in the middle. But what I was finding when I was actually doing research and looking a lot more into homeschooling schedules and talking to educators about it is that those schedules are going to wear out your kids. And the reason why is because homeschooling takes significantly less time than sending your kids to school all day. And that can seem both relieving and kind of daunting for a couple of reasons, and I'm going to go over that. But first, I'm going to kind of talk about the reasoning behind why it's totally okay for your kid to maybe do school for two to three hours a day and probably will get 
all of their work, if not more of their work than you expect done in that amount of time. When you have a kid in school, in a classroom all day with 30, maybe 30 plus of their peers, there are a lot of things that are happening around them that are happening while they're doing school. First of all, you have all of these transition times, all of this stuff going on around them within the confines of a regular day. It isn't just go to school, focus on work with your head down at your desk all day. That's not really how school goes. You have to think about the teacher controlling all of the kids' behavior. You have to think about going from class to class. You have to think about showing up, changing subjects. All of those things are going to take time. And when you only have one kid, maybe two, maybe three, in your presence when you're doing school, those things are going to get minimized really quickly because it is so much easier to focus on just one kid and getting that kid to go from place to place in their brain and also in their supplies and everything else that they need to do than it is to get 30 kids, especially when the ratio in most schools is about 30 kids to one adult that's in charge of all of them. And when we're thinking about excess time and transition time, and controlling all these kids with just one adult, the next step of the brain is thinking about not just that transition time, but all of the time of focusing on academics themselves. Subjects are going to take a lot longer when you have to answer the questions of a bunch of different kids and make sure that everybody is on track. When you're in a classroom, there is a lot of time where all of the group of kids are sitting quietly to themselves and doing their work or sitting quietly because they're finished with something and the teacher has to hop around and focus on every kid and make sure that everybody is on track. When you only have one kid, that kid can move at their own pace, they can do their work in an amount of time that is sufficient to them and is sufficient to their process and then move on to the next thing. When they have a question, you can answer it immediately And if you can't answer it immediately because you don't know the answer, maybe, or you want to help them, you can focus on that particular area that they need help in. They're going to progress faster, and they're also going to be able to get their work done quicker. So it really goes to show that just because a kid is in school for eight hours a day doesn't mean that it actually takes them eight hours a day to get all of their schoolwork done. In fact, if it does take them that long they might have attention issues or they might have other things that maybe you need to focus on for other reasons. So even when it comes to doing online work that maybe their teachers have given them, they're not doing it in a classroom with a bunch of other kids, a bunch of distractions, and having to wait around for other people on things that they're going to finish faster. It'll take them less time. And then maybe if they've started their school day at 10 a.m. and they come to you at noon and say, hey, mom, I'm done, it'll sound really weird because normally they're in school for a really long amount of time. But it doesn't mean that your kid is lazy and it also doesn't mean that your kid is necessarily a genius. That can sometimes just be how school rolls. And really, kids don't need to be nose to the books doing work for eight hours a day because that's not how a regular school day is either. Homeschooling in a lot of ways is condensing regular school into shorter amounts of time. Now, this can bring 
a really great sense of freedom, but it can also bring a lot of possibilities and maybe some anxieties because you might be thinking, great, we've got time for all these other things. Or you might also be thinking, oh my God, I have to work from home and now I have this kid who's unoccupied for most of their day. What am I going to do with them to keep them entertained and also keep them entertained in a healthy way because I'm not sure that I want to stick them in front of the TV for the rest of the time that they should usually be in school. So a couple of universal tips that I know will come with probably a little bit of leeway depending upon what your family and your situation looks like are to engage in activities like arts and crafts, journaling, and reading, things that your kid can do maybe without you, but will keep them occupied in productive ways. Because really, limiting screen time, although I know it can be difficult for a lot of families, is crucial in building a healthy environment for your kid to learn and build healthy habits for themselves. But if you have a family that encourages a lot of screen time, a tip that I have is to build in an hour for productive screen time. And by productive screen time, I mean using the computer to do things that are not necessarily school-related, but aren't specifically for entertainment value either. So things that aren't TV and video games, but things that aren't also homework. Because I have also seen a lot of parents say that they're taking away all of the rest of their kids' screen time because school is now making them engage in more screen time. And even though it is a physical screen that they're using, it's sometimes important to remember that it's not the kid's choice and that even though staring at a screen is bad for the eyes and the brain cells, it also is really a lot about what you are doing with that screen. And you don't want to make your kids feel like you're punishing them because their school situation has changed for no reason. So what I say when I mean productive screen time can be things like using the computer for art or maybe writing or learning a new skill, something creative that they feel like they're choosing to do that is active and engaged. Maybe if you have a kid that's older, they can learn a new skill or use the computer to do tutorials about things that they're interested in. Or you can even talk to your kids about creative ideas for this that they might be really excited about. Open lines of communication are really important and honestly it's great to talk with your kids and get their ideas and see what they're excited about and see what they would like to be using for their productive screen time and just using your best judgment because nobody's perfect. In addition to limiting screen time, I think it's also really important, especially as depending upon where you live, the weather might be getting a little bit nicer outside right now to make sure that your kids are having time designated to physical exercise and spending time outdoors. It's already pretty obvious that the regular school system, for the most part, depending upon where your kids attend school, doesn't really allow for kids to have the sufficient exercise outside time that they actually need in order to be healthy and have good brain development. So this is honestly a great opportunity to be able to give them that as a part of their regular everyday schedule. I think that it is awesome to get them used to that. So have them pick exercises, play games, maybe do yoga with them. There's plenty of online resources and videos that you can choose to do yoga or whatever it is and get their blood moving. And since being outside is great and homeschooling allows for a lot more freedom with where you do things, you can even have them do their academic work outside because really there's nothing stopping them. As long as you can like see them and everything and you know that they're safe and you 
trust them if they're maybe a little bit older and they don't need to be constantly supervised. It's a great idea to let them just take their work outside and chill outside. It honestly feels like a really nice treat to be able to do that, especially coming from the perspective of somebody that even really vibes with that in college when a professor says, hey, let's have class outside. It feels like a special treat. Other things that you can do with the extra time that you have, be it outside or inside or whatever, are honestly just healthy habits that I feel like a lot of parents would really love to have their kids engage in on a regular basis, but maybe don't have the time in their schedule. I think that this is a great time to explore really running the gamut of those options and seeing which ones stick with your kids so that maybe when this all goes back to normal, they can carry those habits into their regular lives. I'm talking about setting specific time aside for daily reading, daily journaling, meditation, those kinds of things, mindfulness exercises, all of that stuff. And maybe you'll even find as a parent that these are sort of things that you've wanted to explore and maybe encouraging that for your kid will help you get into the habit of doing that because it can be a great way to connect with your kids too to engage in those activities together if you do have the time to do that. One other thing that I think is a really great idea that I've heard from some educators that I've spoken to, whether your kid has curriculum that they've been sent home with or they maybe have nothing and you are building from the ground up is to have your kid, no matter what age they are, pick an additional subject that is not included in their regular curriculum to study and to focus on as a part of their daily school activity. It can be anything from art history to yoga, to a specific kind of athletic practice. Maybe it's religious studies, maybe it's Greek mythology, maybe it's music or gardening. These subjects can be really creative because you can literally have them pick anything that they're interested in. Maybe if they're younger, it can be something like dinosaurs or superheroes because you can build classes around those things. I think that this is a really great way not only to have them be engaging in something that they're interested in and entertain in a productive way, but to build a positive association with school and education. Because starting with those subjects, maybe as the first thing that they're getting into as a part of their day, can be a really great way to get into the groove of school and help them maintain focus and build the association of school being fun and interesting and exciting to do. Now, if you're doing that on top of extracurriculum that your school has sent home for your kids, and you've got yourself into a groove with those things, you're pretty much ready to go. But what if your kids of varying ages have been sent home from school with literally nothing or with a lot less than they're used to? The first thing that I want to reiterate is you don't have to learn how to be a full functioning and completely educated teacher of their grade level because as we've known, that takes years and it takes a degree and you're not going to gain that overnight no matter what you do. So don't pressure yourself to be perfect. But what I do think is really important is to communicate with your kid about what it is that they're learning. This might be difficult depending upon their grade level, but if you sit down with them and have a conversation about what it is they're learning, you might be able to put together some curriculum that will at least keep their brain active and help them stay in the groove of learning things and practicing schoolwork. There are a lot of really great workbooks out there um, and a lot of really great online resources and videos. Some of the ones that I've heard a lot about are Math IXL Brain Pop 
and key curriculum press. These are things that not only I've heard teachers encourage for homeschooling, but I personally know teachers who use these resources in their regular classes, in their regular classrooms. So I'm going to link resources down below both to order workbooks and to explore online videos that maybe might be great for your kids to watch. Another one that I personally like that might be a little bit older aimed is Crash Course for perhaps middle and high school aged kids. I've also heard really great things about various museums having virtual tours available and if your kid is interested in art or sciences or pretty much anything, you can probably find a virtual museum tour so I'll find some of those and I'll link them below as well. I even know some teachers that have been putting together virtual scavenger hunts for kids in their classes to do at home within the virtual tours of the museums. So I think that all of those are some really great options because really setting aside a little bit of time to do a couple of pages of math or a couple of pages of spelling are going to make a world of difference, whether it's exactly perfectly on grade level for what your kid is doing. Because the worst case scenario is that if you're aiming too low for them, maybe they might be a little bit bored, but they'll still be practicing things that they know. And if you're aiming a little bit too advanced for them, maybe you'll have a conversation with them or you'll learn that maybe they are practicing a little bit above grade level and that'll be a pleasant surprise. And if your kid is veering off or maybe communicating specifically about only certain subjects, just remember that maybe you're learning a little bit more about their strengths and interests, and that's not always a bad thing. The American public school system honestly has a lot of flaws. And honestly, one of those flaws is trying to make every kid fit into a cookie cutter box of what they should be learning and what they should be doing and what they should be interested in and how they should be learning it. And maybe this is an opportunity to escape from that a little bit and let your kid learn better than they ever have. And it's important to remember that it might not always even be all your job either, because a lot of this stuff is self-guided in discovery of their own interests. Maybe they're going to be the one who points themselves in the direction of them learning something new that they're really excited about. One of the very last tips that I have is probably a pretty practical one, I think for all ages for various reasons, is get your kids involved in the kitchen. I've heard a lot of perspective from homeschooling parents and teachers as well that so much of math in homeschooling for younger kids is done in the kitchen. Have them measure things for you or with you. And not only will they be learning or maybe exercising their brain muscles a little bit, but they'll also feel more involved and get a chance to experience a little bit more responsibility when it comes to helping their parents out with household activities. And when it comes to teenagers getting involved in the kitchen, this is an opportunity to take extra time to teach your teens hands-on life skills. One of the biggest complaints about the public school system when it comes to educating teens and older kids is that they don't teach hands-on practical life skills. So practice that in the kitchen with your teens, but maybe also if you and your teens have some extra time on your hands, have a class designated to teach them about practical life skills. If your kids don't know how to write a check or do their taxes or change a tire, now is a really great time to educate them on those things. Maybe give them an unofficial grade for it or give them a reward when they learn how to do things that are really important in life. This can be a fun way to build relationships and also to maybe bridge the deficit that the public school system has created for a lot of people. So guys, that is about all I've got. 
Um, I know that this is a really difficult time and a really strange time for a lot of people, but remember that you definitely don't have to be perfect and any school is better than no school because when a parent gets involved in their kid's education, the best part has already happened because you've taken the initiative to get involved and are helping them to learn and grow every day. I hope that you all are staying safe and healthy and happy and are using this time to care for yourselves and your families and maybe spend a little bit of extra time with those that you love and care about. I'm going to leave all of my links and all of these resources below in the description for your use. Um, and if you have any other resources that you might like me to add, you can contact me on various social media platforms and I can add them below if you're perhaps a teacher, a parent, or an educator that knows about a resource that maybe I haven't included that might be really helpful for others. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to tune in and listen. Namaste.